Alright, this is Dude to Bet Sports. Dude to Bet Sports, it's your favorite show. Dude to Bet Sports, where degenerates go. Dude to Bet Sports, time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, the Associated Press is full of shit. We are back on the air for show number three on a Thursday. It is due to Bet Sports. We got a lot to talk about. It's kind of going to be a laid back, a little bit more of a fun show. Um, Papa Dude, we're going to talk about the Rebel and we're going to talk about the Honeybee. We'll do that first. And then we're going to go into some uh, NBA, NHL, and college basketball future markets. We'll kind of take your questions if you've got them on those sports as well when we're talking about it. So, how are we today, Papa Dude? What's up? Well, I've only done this my second show. This is your third. I think yes. you had like a two-minute break between the second and the third. So I'm well rested. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> no, I but listen, this is when champions rise to the occasion. I feel like it's, this might be my Michael Jordan flu game where I just is. I, I rise it's, up today. It's so. where the going, the tough get going. That's right, exactly. And Bree mentions the late pick four looking promising at Gulfstream. It certainly is, and we are having a huge day at Gulfstream. Uh, I just before I got on the air, I told you about it as well. Yeah. Five out of seven top pick winners. Not a lot of chalk in those winners either. Twelve dollars, eleven dollars, and twenty dollars. Kind of the, the featuring there. Out of that, uh, boy, also a, a, a lot of tries, a lot, and then a big super as well in race six. So it's been a big day, Papa Dude. We're looking to close out this Gulfstream Park, uh, you know, pick four and pick five. Got three horses used in oh. this one and then two in the finale. So uh, while we're on the air, we're going to know our fate when it comes to that. So. got to be closers today. we got to be closers. That's right, yes. Once again. We don't want to be just a speed horse right. today. We have we're out in front, but we gotta we gotta keep ahead. Baby. Gotta finish it. <laughs> Pretty good allowance race coming up at Gulfstream here. Two minutes away, we'll see what happens there. We got three horses used, so I'll, I'll right. put in uh, on on the happenings there. Uh, let's talk Oakland. Uh, let's talk Rebel. Uh, we'll start there. I was there in person. It was fun being there despite a horrible weather weekend. Uh, got to meet Shoddy. Very nice to meet her. Uh, also saw Evil Stevel as well. And yeah. Course and all the Von Hemel clans, but let's talk about the Rebel. What were your initial thoughts of the Rebel? Well, before we we, we kind of talked about this just a second ago, before we discuss Oakland at all, you got to think of the track. Yes, and it was terrible. It was absolutely the worst. And everybody will tell you that Oakland doesn't get going until later in the year when that track begins to dry out and we don't have the mismatch of weather goes on down there it's one of the terrible things about running the rebel in february all the locals were talking about it i was talking about with all my friends down there the rebel used to be the third week in march by the third Mm -hmm. week in march you might catch a sloppy track but normally it's dry it's warm it's a lot of fun two straight times in february that track has just been horrific so you know i don't know how to rate this because of the track i I just don't know the horse looked good that won, you know, did what he's supposed to do. I'm an instant fan of the trainer after the, some of the comments he made. I'm not real familiar with him. He doesn't run the circuit that I follow, but my gosh, that was so funny listening to him uh, after the race. Just an honest, honest guy uh, commenting about how 
he should have schooled the horse better because I guess the horse acted up in the paddock uh -huh. before the race. And uh, of course, Oakland's paddock's unique to anything anywhere. And most trainers, when they bring a horse in there, they'll school that horse for quite a while. You know, we see them all the time down there. Uh, before a big race, you know, if we go down the day before, there's always trainers bringing their horse in there to school him, get him used to it. Because you're up above the horse and they're inside and they don't like that. And some horses don't like it at all. So I guess that horse acted up a little bit. Anyway, uh, I don't know what to say about it. I, I wrote down, I, see what you think. I think uh, the first thing I wrote down, and I don't know for sure, but I would have to say Giant Mischief is a big flop at this point. Wouldn't you? Yeah. It, we'll start with the Cox horses because Nick Thelman brought up verifying Yep. Uh, verifying ran better than Giant Mischief for sure. Giant Mischief yep. really had a perfect trip and just didn't yeah. do any running. Nick, verifying was weird. He turned for home and he lost a bunch of ground, like not ground, but he just lost position or something. Yeah. It was weird. He, he was like in a good spot and then he's, you look up, he's like in seventh and we're like, I guess he didn't fire. And then he comes running a little bit in the end. He ran just like an erratic type of race. I did kind of talk with Brad Cox after the race. He thought Verify may not have handled the track very well. Uh, it could have been a problem. The track was pretty bad. It was bad. <laughs> There's no way around it. Like, he didn't run very well. But maybe give him one more shot if he's the right price. I wouldn't want him at a short price again. Yeah, the thing about Jared Mischief, though, like you said, it was there. Yeah, he turned for home, and it's like, well, if he's the horse, he's going to make a nice run at this. Yeah. yeah. And he didn't. No. No. I, I was disappointed in Gun Pilot. Yeah. You know, he didn't he do much. No. Yeah. Uh, I think we can bury the uh, Kenny McPeak horse, Frosted Departure. Yeah, know. he did nothing. Yeah. No. Um, you know, verifying so-so. Reincarnate, we got to keep, keep an eye on him. You know, it wasn't awful. And he was okay. And route, Red Route 1 does what Red Route 1 does. Yeah. So anytime he's running and if there's a lot of speed in the race, you better put him on your ticket because he'll beat you if you don't. But he's not fast enough in the beginning to win. So mm -hmm. I don't know. I was a little disappointed, weren't you? Yeah. I mean, overall, I, I think it was a little bit disappointing. I, I think the – the track kind of played into what happened. There were some really roughly run races and just yeah. some weird kind of setups is how I would, I would call it. Just every race was just kind of strange, but uh, you know, end of the day though, I, I, I wasn't completely shocked uh, that we saw an upset winner. The track no. was just a mess and there was just standing water everywhere. And it was just, it was tough. It was really tough uh, to kind of predict what was going to happen uh, there with some of that stuff. Um, I ranked Red Rat one fifth this week as far as Derby horses. Is that right? I, I know what he's going to do every yep. time. If the trip is right, he could come flying, you know? He's going to come flying no matter what, I think. That's true, but he, will he be able to catch the horse that's ahead? That's the thing. Yeah. You well, know? I mean, no, he, no he's not. <laughs> but yeah. he, he certainly, I know – He's going to drop back and he's going to make a run. I don't have any interest betting him to win. I don't think he's going to win. I don't think distance is going to be better for him. I don't think he would have won that race. If it was a mile and an eighth. None of that. But I think as long as he's entered, I know what to do with him. And yeah. you can say that. I can't say that about a lot of other horses on this trail right now. 
I can't about him. We're now six out of eight with top pick winners at Gulfstream. We just got another. Oh, got it. Great. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, big day at golf. But anyway, yeah, that, that was kind of my thoughts on him. Well, didn't you think? ran pretty well, I thought. Do what? I thought Reincarnate ran pretty well. Yeah, he was all right. Yeah. He was like, Red Route 1 was what? 40 links behind on the backstretch? That's the problem with Red Route 1. Yeah. It's not that he's in last. He's dead. He's way back. 12 behind the second to last horse. Absolutely. It's like. And make up that much ground. Somebody. I, was, I was standing next to Shoddy, who owns the horse in the Fantasy League, standing next to Kelby, who bet the horse. And they're both like, he's not even on the screen. I said, did no. you watch the Southwest? He wasn't on the screen either. You no. know. And I guess there's nothing they can do about that. You know, Aspison said after the race, he's like, at some point, we're going to have to basically, he, I'm paraphrasing, at some point, we're <laughs> going to have to ask him to do something early in the race. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to have to. I, I think I would figure that out. <laughs> he basically said, like, quit dicking around with him early. Like, at least try. Yes. Maybe he won't. I don't know. But not only, like you said, not only was he last, it was a miserable last. It was like a horse that was going to quit yeah. last. Oh, yeah. Same time. Same thing both times. Red Route 1 or Barber Road, who would you rather have? I, I will take Red Route 1 over Barber Road. Yeah, you? I would think so. Yeah. Barber Road's trash. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's running tomorrow, actually. Yeah, uh, yeah, so I'm with you, though. I don't think you take a lot out of it. If Arabian Knight was to come back for the Arkansas Derby and face these kind of horses, I think he's the winner, isn't he? Oh, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Especially when the, if, if the track's good and all of that. Yeah. Um, what do you think they'll do with the winner? Uh, you know, he he mentioned Oakland or the Bluegrass, one of the two. Uh, you know, he, he said since we had uh, success here at Oakland, you know, a race like the Arkansas Derby is going to make a lot of sense. So okay, I think sure. he'll come back for that race. Um, but, you know, Bluegrass is another another one, too. So we'll see. Uh, but, yeah, confidence game. Yeah, he definitely improved. Listen, he's he's not a bad horse. He's not no, like he's, he's not really bad, but he just hadn't had that kind of right. He came out of nowhere. As far as just being able to just gallop away from there, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, it was it was pretty impressive. Yeah, um, I'm I'm rooting for him because I I I think it's I think the trainer's pretty cool. I thought that was a he was so honest. Yeah, and Dennis said uh, Keith is really awesome. He's talking about the trainer Keith the Sormo stayed at my at my dad's boss's barn with my boy Jack. That's a horse obviously he had in the yeah. derby. And then yeah, he does run a lot at Keeneland, so I think the bluegrass is certainly yeah. something they're going to think about with him. He has no ties to Oakland and he, you know. Well, would it make Will, will he look and see where Arabian Night comes? Well, and maybe decide I'm not going to run against him. I'll go somewhere else. That's the other thing. Where's Arabian Night going? And where is the horse yeah. that Nick Feldman just mentions? Forte. Uh, I'll get to the question in just a second, Nick. But Forte could go to the Bluegrass, you know, yeah. and that would maybe change things as well. And Nick says to that point, we'll talk about the Derby in general for a second because yeah. we've got four Kentucky Derby prep races coming up. Nick says, what the hell happens if Forte runs bad this weekend in the Fountain of Use? Most most wide open derby in recent memory. I would think a thousand percent yes yeah. to that answer. I mean, no question. Forte should stand out amongst what we've seen so far with the caveat that we do have the San Felipe and we do have the Tampa Bay Derby next couple of weeks that might produce something that tells us differently. He should stand out. 
if he loses, and if oh. it's a situation where he loses and everything went pretty well or fairly well for him and he still loses, it's going to be a stressful time up till the Derby <laughs> trying to decide what to do with this thing. Right? Oh, exactly. Exactly. I, you've handicapped. We'll talk about the Fountain of Youth for a second here because you've handicapped it for the guide and you can get the guide now. It's available on the website, racingnudes.com, and it's got Papa Dude's picks in there as well. You picked Forte on top, but what what, what were your thoughts of the race overall, the Fountain of Youth? <laughs> I wish you hadn't asked me that. Uh, I picked so many. You handicapped it. So. Well, I did. But that was yesterday. Uh, I just think he stands out. I, th- I just think he should win. I just don't think he should lose this race. He's head and shoulders talent-wise above the rest of them. That's just it. If you look at the race for what it is and you don't go, well, this horse might improve or this horse might do that, yeah. or we might see something different from this horse, you just look at them all for who they are, he really seems like a standout. Oh, he should. He should. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a, like you said, a huge disappointment if he doesn't win mm-hmm. this race. Absolutely, it's going yeah. to be big time. Um, mm-hmm. Nick kind of likes General Jim, and I, I did too. But I think he's going to scratch. And no. if he doesn't scratch. At least they've admitted he's he's missed some work. So that saddens me because I think he may be decent. He's one of those horses that might be able to jump up, but we'll see. Maybe he goes to Tampa Bay Bay Derby next weekend. Possibly, we'll see on that one. So there's another one in there. Hang on, I can't. You know, I, I put you on the spot. You didn't write any of this down. I can't. Well, I don't have my paper with me. Uh, hang on, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> I can't remember the names. Is it? Is I it, had General Jim third. Yeah, I know you did. Who in the heck did, did I? Do you have Mage? Are you a Mage fan? The seven no, horse? No. no. Rocket can. Could be. Let me look. That's what is it? The fourteenth race. Yes. Yep. I may have had Blazing Sevens. Blazing Sevens. Yeah. Okay. For, I for think Chad. I did. I think yeah. I did. Yeah. 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 That's the one I had second. Yeah, and so Chad Brown knew that Forte was going to be in this race and targeted Blazing Seventh for the race anyway. That's a good sign that he likes this horse a little bit, mm-hmm. even though he's been no match for Forte. So we'll see if he can kind of jump yeah. up and, and do something here too. Yeah, I had Rocket Can, I believe, fourth. Yeah, yeah, and he makes sense, uh, kind of try to progress off that Holy Bull. You know, Nick makes a good point. The fact that Pletcher doesn't have anyone else, when he does have Kingsborn, Sabbath tries – you know, heading to different tracks, it kind of tells you, yeah, Forte's pretty good. I don't want to waste a race with Forte. You know, well, as far as with these other horses, like I don't want to run Tapa Trice here because he can't beat Forte. That's what it tells me. Yeah, I think so too. So yeah. we'll see. It's going to be a lot of fun. I know that. It's fun to have the big horses back. Uh, he needs so. to win. <laughs> I, I was, you know, our my buddy uh, Ryan Stillman was like, man, the pressure – is so on Forte this week. I said, the one good news is that horse does not care that he needs to win. Like, he's not worried about the pressure of, oh, we need a big derby horse. He's just going to go out there and run. So he's not going to choke on us. We know that. Um, Quickly, what do you think of the honeybee? Uh, Wet paint wins again, two for two. Right. Excellent. And the thing is – there's no excuses. I mean, there's nothing there. That horse went out and did exactly what it was supposed to do, where the rebel horses didn't. Yeah, yeah. And very impressive. 
you know, came out of nowhere and you know, was behind and boom, there we go. Very impressive. And you, you nailed that one, what, a month ago? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've yeah. liked that horse for, for a while. For yeah. Sure. She just keeps improving. So yeah. Good, good horse looks to me like. Yeah. I think she's gonna, she's gonna be a good one. Yeah, ran very well. Uh, gosh, just kind of zoomed up that rail. I was worried for a, for a good yeah. amount of time there, but uh, yeah, that was that was nice for sure. Um, Shadow Dragon, a deep closer, uh, might a twenty dollars win place. Scorpio says, yeah, Shadow Dragon, pretty nice horse. We'll see. Uh, we'll see if he can get the job done. Maybe hit the board, improve second off the layoff here. Any big races coming up? The Classic Division. It's not a big race, but Charge It runs this weekend in the yeah. Gulfstream Park Mile, Rodney, and he is definitely one that could be a major player in that classic division. So that's a big one. Gulfstream Park Mile, uh, I believe that is race 10, 10, 11, 12, 13. Yeah, race 10, race yep. 10 on, on Gulfstream. So. And, you know, they that division needs a star. Big time. They, they need somebody to show up. Hopefully he is the one that shows up and gets it done. I, I'm, I'm excited about him. Hopefully he can do it. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, Kevin says, might play against wet paint next time out if it's a dry track. Interesting because both those wins have been over sloppy tracks. So do we know that she's going to have that same kick on a dry track? That's a big question mark. I, I do agree. But it depends on where she's at and who she's up against. That's my my thought on that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think um, you can keep her there? I'm 99.9% sure she'll be in the fantasy. Yeah. 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 That'd be the logical move. Um, yeah. Pletcher says charge. It's main goal right now is the Met mile. So obviously a big time race uh, there on the Belmont undercard. So we'll see yeah. charge. can get there. He looked awfully good in return. I think he'll look good this weekend as well. So he should just progress and win that race. He should. Uh, it, it feels like he is going to be the one to beat there. Um, yeah. I, it's hard because that race is in June and we're sitting here in March, but he's got to be one of the big favorites in that one, unless he just doesn't fire here coming up. But exactly. I think a one turn race is where you're really going to see him at his best. And I say that with, with the knowledge of that's where we've seen him at his best one turn exactly. races. And so the Gulfstream park miles a one turn mile. And I think he'll run awfully well. So, but we know he's got talent. Yes, we do. Uh, Roddy says, what the heck happened to Speedboat Beach? Good question. Ah, he disappeared on us. Yeah, <laughs> He's I still working out, it. but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Been around. Right. Well, any final thoughts on Oakland before we get on to some uh, sports talk? No, we got the uh, – this weekend we have the Arkansas breads going. That's <laughs> – that's why I kept it to the Derby and Oaks recap and not to the stakes races because I don't want to talk about Arkansas Red races. So. Yeah, it's kind of a down week. It is a down week, uh, but, you know, you got to have down weeks every now and then. It oh, yeah. It'll be great. That's so, right. Um, we'll be back, though. We'll definitely be back. Uh, handicap on Oakland for you next week for sure. Okay, let's get to the sports because I think we yeah. had a good conversation here from the sports aspect of it. All right. Go the future prices right now for the NHL, NBA, and college basketball to win the national championship. Okay. So that's what we're going to do. Um, we're going to start with college basketball. I think it's a great time to do it because it's still far enough out where you're going to get decent prices. Mm -hmm. But, you know, and I think these can't be right. That's That's got to be last year, doesn't it? Yeah, that's last year. They haven't updated this. So 
I will pull this away and we will not talk about that until I find the right one. How about, okay. and we will go to this, let's go to the NHL. This is this year's. Okay. Um, and we're going to go uh, and listen, Boston's a favorite at basically five to one plus 500. Mm-hmm. Let's just start with them. They're having a historic regular season. They are. It's been fantastic. Yep. Can they win in the playoffs? Are you interested in betting them at five to one? But do you realize they almost have 100 points already? They have, 90, they have 97 points, I think it is. Yep. That's unbelievable. It's yep. like 20 games to go. Yep. Um, we talked about this on The Daily Show. Here's the problem with anybody that comes out of the East. There, there's like five teams that can come out of the East, maybe six. Yep. Maybe even seven. If it, you look at these teams right here that are listed, just on this page that I'm looking at, you know, there's well, you got eight there. Okay, you got Boston. They're in the East. Carolina, Toronto, the Rangers, Tampa, New Jersey. Six of the eight come out of the East. So the only thing that's holding me back about Boston is I don't know if they're going to get out of there. I mean, these teams are great. And it's a short series. Crazy things happen. Uh, you get a goalie that's just stonewalling you. You can't get it in there. I, you can't score. So, no, I can't take them at this point. The other thing, we've seen this a lot of times in hockey. Teams that have fantastic regular seasons struggle when they get to the playoffs. I've seen the Blues a couple of times. I know this is a Blues, but there's been years they've been the first or second best team in the league in the regular season, and they they don't play well in the playoffs. There's something about it. So uh, they are a great team. You don't win these games like they are unless you're great. Mm -hmm. They have no weaknesses. It's just can they get through the Eastern Division? You know, yep. So, no, I wouldn't take them just because of that. Yeah, and, and, and we both know where we're going. Mm-hmm. We already know this, which team we're going to take. And I think you have to take a team out of the West. Yeah, yeah. The road to the to getting there is easier. And, and just look at this. And, and, and Samish talked about this on The Daily Show. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Six of the seven lowest odds are out of the East. Yeah, that's what I just said. Yeah. Yeah. So – Unbelievably, Colorado, the defending the defending Stanley Cup champion, that's the only one that of the out step? of the West. Yeah. 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 And then Edmonton's eight, and that's yeah. a Western school. Or, gotta go all the way to Edmonton at 14. What's, who's nine? Mm-hmm. Scroll down there. Who's nine? Vegas. Then you get into the West. Vegas. You get to the West. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that correlates with the regular season points right now, too. Right. You got to go down to like number seven before you even get a Western team mm-hmm. with points going by the point thing. So, so Boston does add Bertuzzi today as well, and so that's definitely a big time. Uh, it is for, for Boston as well. Um, yeah, I, I we're both on Colorado, right? I think Colorado's getting ready to just could just take over the West. I do. I I meant to look. I think they're like five points out of the top spot right now. I think five or six. I think they have seventy-one. The last I checked, and and uh, 
uh, Vegas or who is it in first? Are they in first or are the Kings? Somebody has 76. Vegas is in first. Okay. So they're close to taking over uh, the lead. Um, they have the best talent, I think. Uh, as we saw last night, they're a little shaky in goal, and they were last year too. They weren't real good in goal last year. They're rolling. I think they're going to win the. Or I think they're going to be first. And when you look at the West, you know a lot of these teams they have flaws. They do. Edmonton can't stop anybody. You can't win in the playoffs without a goalie. No. You just can't. You're not going to outscore teams seven to five. Six to five in the playoffs, so you can't pick them. There's something about Vegas I don't like. I, I just they they're not playing well at home. Mm-hmm. Fifteen to one on the board, though. Yeah, yeah, that's that's something you look at. Yeah, Dallas. If you'll look, and I've pointed this out several times, they have like twelve or thirteen or even fourteen ties. What that means is they don't win these tie games because you you don't get anything for a tie unless you lose the overtime right. or the shootout. That's a flaw to me. Well, it shows you're in a ton of close games. A ton of so, close games. That's yeah. not healthy for the playoffs. Mm-mm. So I can't pick them. You like Minnesota a lot. I don't. You uh, do. I, won't say, I don't say I like them a lot. I think at 22 to 1, they're yeah. still worth a flyer. But when, when, when scroll back up there, when you look at those six East teams, uh-huh. I mean, you got Carolina, Toronto, the Rangers, the Lightning, and the Devils, and Boston. Any of those six could get through that. Yeah, yeah, they could. Sure. They're all very, very good. Yeah. You can never bet against the Lightning. Never. You just. You take your life in your hands if you do. Twelve to one is at square price if you want to try the lightning. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm a little surprised the Rangers aren't a little more up there than twelve since they got Kane and because uh, they're dangerous. Mm-hmm. Their back line is so good. Their uh, goalie is good. You know, they could make a run. I'm not sold on Toronto just because of the pressure that they're under to get out of the first round. Samich was saying this morning, if they get out of the first round, look out. Yep. Pressure might be off of them. And we always forget Carolina and the Devils. I don't want any action on Carolina to win it. They're just one of those teams that you're right. I I don't want any of it either. I don't even though they're great, they're really a good team. I don't really want any action on the Devils either. No. But you know what? <laughs> We've been waiting for them to fall all year and they haven't. They've hung in there pretty good in a tough league. I don't think they can win the Stanley Cup. No, I don't, I don't think, think they they've got win. enough. I, I think they I think they're a team that can win a round or two. Yeah. I'd hate to play them in the first round if I was Boston. Yeah, I mean, that. that well, they're not going to play them in the first round, but I, they're definitely a team that's going to make you earn it. I don't think they've got enough to win. No, not to win four rounds. No. I, if you're going to – if I, if I'm going to – I'm going Colorado, as we both are. If I'm going to take like a mid-range price, I will take Tampa at 12-1. to 1, And if I'm going to take a flyer, I'll take Minnesota 
or 22. Yeah. Those are the three for me. That I might, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I might take Vegas at 50. I'm a little surprised the Kings are so low. The Kings right now, yeah, are 32 to 1. That might be somebody you take a little bit of a. They're underrated. Yeah, but. Well, you don't bet much, but at 32 to 1, what the heck? You take a shot. Um, Vegas at 15 to 1. That's pretty, that's pretty good odds. 15 to 1 on Vegas makes sense. It, it's it's it, it's priced right. They're not under or overpriced. So I yeah, I, I could I could see it. You could talk me into that uh, one for sure. I'd rather I want 15 to 1 on Vegas before I want anything to do with 14 to 1 at Edmonton. Absolutely. I wouldn't I wouldn't bet this them at 44 to 1. This one is high because yeah, or low, I mean, because of McDavid. I can't, I cannot do that. They're, no, they do. They have so many flaws that this are going to come out of the playoffs. I will be, I will, I'm not going to say I'd be surprised, but I guess I kind of am that they get out of the first round. I, this is one that might be a high seed gets knocked out right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, the other one, the thing with Tampa, have you noticed Vasilevsky has kind of not been as good this yeah. year? Could yeah, he, he has. Could he? Could his? Could age start to be creeping up on him a little bit? I think it's just damn hard to be an elite goaltender year after year oh, after year after year, whether it's age or mental or just my God, it's just yeah. they're on you all the time. And yeah, and you don't you watch them more than I do. Their defense may not be as good as it's been. That's part of it, and I just don't think. Listen, it's hard to win the Stanley Cup every year. Oh, you go to the finals every year, and you better you believe realize it. you're playing two extra months to the season versus all these yeah. other teams. And I think they're just a little fatigued. They're playing pretty well right now, and yeah, they're playing all right. He's really kind of turned it around, and they're kind of like Colorado in some ways, and some of these other teams uh, that are very experienced. Yeah. They know the first 40 games of the season just don't like get way don't, out of it. Yeah, but don't fall out of it. Be around, be around, be be play consistent. And then the next 40 games, that's when you really make your money and and, and make your, your headway into the playoffs. So and the thing, the thing about Tampa is their stars are aging. They're getting some years on them. Mm -hmm. Their star players are. They've mm -hmm. been there a long time. I love to watch them though. And I, I, I wouldn't bet against them, that's for sure, too. They're hard to beat. Mm -hmm. And Kevin B's right. Sometimes, you know, every goalie goes in a funk. Sometimes yep. it lasts longer than others. For Valeski, I would say the first 20, 25 games of the season, there were kind of some maybe he's lost it type talks. I really think he's turned it around and had a better second half. So I'm going to throw something out there about a goalie. And and I, they never admit it. When, they, when they're on a roll – I think a lot of those fantastic saves they make are luck. Oh, they're hundred percent. Luck plays a part in it big yes. time. Yeah. And then when they kind of get into the where they're not stop, you know, they're just not quite getting there to make that save. Mm -hmm. You know, because there's just a slim margin of error making that fantastic save and not. Absolutely, and and that's why uh, uh, Grant Fuhrer was was really good about that. Uh, you know, back in the day, uh, uh, Hall of Fame goalie, and I always loved his post game interviews because when he'd have a good game, he'd just say, "Well, the puck hit me a lot more than it did the game before." Yeah, you know? and we'd have a bad game. He said, "Well, the puck the puck missed me." You know, well, a lot of times too, you make that toe save, you know, because the shooter another inch higher. It would have went over that your your skate, you know, 
you wouldn't have you wouldn't have got it. Yeah, it's fall out there and you just barely get it another inch higher and it would have went in. So yeah. maybe the toughest position there is. Positioning in the net, Kevin B brings up that's huge. When a goalie's yeah. really struggling, he's out of position a lot. Yeah. He seems you like be, you got a position, you got to make it to where the shooter has as very little, you know, areas where they can score. You be, make yourself as big as possible, square yeah. yourself up, take away their angles, and then hope it hits you. I mean, yeah. that's 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 that's, that's I think when they get in those funks, yeah, I think when they get in those funks, they just kind of get a little bit out of position. Yeah. They're a little bit unsure of themselves. With Bennington, especially when he is bad, it's because he's 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 too floppy. He's all over the place. He he yeah. loses that that poise and positioning. Yeah. yeah. And when he, he's, and he's good, when, when goalies are really good, their movements are quick, but they're concise. There's yeah. not a lot of flailing around. It's a real quick, concise movement. So, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. a tough tough position. All right, we've talked this one to death. Let's go okay. on to the next one here. All right. Um, I have, well, we'll do the NBA and then we'll pull up college basketball. So NBA time here, uh, here we have it And the Celtics are the favorites at five and a half to one. The Bucks are plus five ninety six. This is a, this is last year's two. What the hell? <laughs> so don't go to the action sports network for these, for these odds. <laughs> they say that this, that they're this year, but they're not. All right, here we go. We're going college basketball next. And then I'll pull up NBA. For the right ones. All right, college basketball. Here we go. Your Houston Cougars are six to one. Kansas okay. is second, or well, depending on where you go, Kansas is eight and a half to one. Alabama anywhere from seven and a half to ten to one. UCLA twelve to one. Purdue twelve to one. Bunch of twelve to one here. Arizona, Baylor, and then UConn is next. That next kind of bracket. Mm -hmm. College basketball is your thing. That is what right. you uh, really cover more than the rest of us. Thoughts on this one? Well, I've, I've, I've done a lot. I've got a lot of good stuff here in a minute. but So I've, I'm just fresh on my mind. And I was sitting there thinking, I was going through this. I can't go very far down this list and see a reasonable choice for a national champion this year. Yeah. Which tells us a couple of things. Either the top two or three are really good and they've separated themselves from the rest of them, or there just isn't anybody that's very good. Mm -hmm. There's not a clear-cut favorite. I don't think anybody can say there's a clear-cut favorite. Mm -hmm. So going down through this, as far as you've got it down, I can't bet Texas. I just I just can't. There's, they're just not good enough. Yeah. Arizona is way too high. I, Purdue is way too high. I, I will be shocked if either one of them win it. I just will. Yeah, me too. Uh, Gonzaga, no. I've got it narrowed down to three teams. Houston, Kansas, and UCLA. I can't take Alabama because I think somewhere along the line, they're going to run into somebody that will slow them down and beat them. I do think they are ultra-talented, and they're fun to watch. I don't know if you watched any of that game last night with them and Auburn. That second half, <laughs> I don't know who Alabama plays Saturday, but I'm picking against them if it's a good team because they <laughs> laid it all on the line in that second half, I'm telling you. Yeah. 
they were down like 16, 18 points. Auburn was playing fantastic, and Auburn played good. And they came back and won that. What a war that was. So for betting purposes, man, Houston's the best team I've seen. But the competition, we don't know. Well, if you think that, though, the price is okay. They're the best team I've seen. Yeah. I just compare them a lot to Gonzaga year after year. The knock on Gonzaga is they don't play a great schedule because of their conference, and Houston's conference is not as strong as usual mm-hmm. this year. The only school in there that's pretty good is Memphis. And so that bothers me a little bit. Kansas, I get on their bandwagon, and then they don't play very well. But I know how tough a league they're in. And UCLA is very, very good. So they're my top three. I'll go ahead and say I'll take Houston. I'm taking UCLA, and I've told you this for a few weeks. I like them too. They, to me, are a very tough team, experience, defense, rebounding. You know, they a really good coach, all of it. And I think they're going to be a tough out, and I think they can win it. So I think Georgia wants the right price. I, I'll, I'll take UCLA. I do like that price. Uh, UConn is playing very, very well right now. I just don't think the Big East is as strong as it has been. So I don't think they'll come through it, but they really are playing good. So that's another thing going into the tournament. You, tr- you look and see who's trending up, who's mm-hmm. – it's playing well at this time. Uh, it's going to be – It's the thing with Houston is, and we'll have to wait till the bracket comes out, who are they matched up with? Yeah, it's going to be big. Yeah, because if, if they would go up against uh, like a, a Baylor or somebody that's physical and, you know, really strong and slow them down, although they don't really – a team like them, you know, right – will destroy in Alabama. I think they'll I think they'll they'll just frustrate the shit out of Alabama. Yeah, I do too. So we'll see. I think like your Alabamas and your Arizonas and, and teams like that, that's where Houston they'll they'll prey on those type of teams. Yeah, I do too. I think like if they, they fought they match up to say a Creighton. Yeah. Like to me that's the one that could give Houston trouble. Well as you've said or Xavier. Go ahead. If they can get out of that first two days that's the key for them is getting through those first two games so yeah creighton could bother them uh there's just you know kentucky could give them some fits you know just teams like even a tcu would would give them a little bit of trouble probably a texas a&m and arkansas and you know those are we're looking you know, like Arkansas, eight nine seed, man, that would be a tough eight or nine to go up against. I'll tell you, but they are really good. They uh, Houston is. They rebound. Their defense is so good, and that doesn't go away. That plays every night. I don't care what, and that's where Samson's teams are so tough, so tough. But anyway, so you're taking you you're you're muted there. Sorry, dog's over here whining, so I had to mute myself. <laughs> so nobody can hear it. Uh, now everybody's mute ourselves. Uh, yeah, uh, a team like Houston, I've been watching them a lot. They're they are different from a like a smaller conference like good team. They are. They have 
like monster athletes. They do. They're, they're long. It's got to be the most athletic team, or maybe, maybe I don't know. You had one really good athletic team under him. It's got to be one of Samson's most athletic teams. Well, they made it to the Final Four last year, and I think they made it to the Final Eight the year before. I think this team's the best he's had. I think they are, yeah. So yeah. it's just going to depend on, you know, the thing you've always said this in horse racing, and I think it holds true in this. They don't just – they're not just squeaking by in these games against this lesser competition. Mm-hmm. They're destroying them. So I got something I got something interesting. You made me think of think of this. You talk about horse racing and and you know facing better competition. Mm-hmm. So I was talking to Kelly Von Hemel and mm-hmm. we were talking about Ain't Life Grand, right? Yeah. And he said we were talking about his season and how good a season he had last year. And he made something really interesting. Okay. Because you know, we talk about in sports, we said well, if you play good people, you're better off for it, right? Yep. He said we took him up there to run in the Travers. Talk about eight life grand. Yeah. Well, he, said he, didn't run, he said he ran, he ran good, you know, but he got okay. seventh. And we were like, well, maybe we wasted our time. Not, not that, not waste of time. And I don't want to say that, but maybe we shouldn't have done it or this or that. Right. Yeah. yeah. He said, since that horse went up there, he's, he's different. He went into the Iowa bread race after that Travers, and he said, you know, he always would beat the Iowa breads pretty easy. He didn't acknowledge their existence in the race. After he went up there and faced those better horses, his mind is completely different. That, so different in a positive way. In a positive way, yeah. It, 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 he's, he, it, he said it's almost like he went up there and he ran with those horses, and he didn't run particularly great, but he wasn't, like, embarrassed either. He ran with them. He was around them. And now he's like, I'm good. Like it's almost like he he knows now he's really yeah. good. And I thought that was fascinating. It Especially is. coming like if somebody like no offense, but if somebody like Dale Romans or like Kenny McPeak say that, you kind of don't don't listen. But when yeah. Kelly doesn't like talk like that, and he doesn't like blow smoke. I thought that was really interesting that we've got a really good horse. He was really good before we took him up there. We took him up there, we got him around better competition. And now he realizes, oh, what I'm facing here isn't anything. Like right. I'm better than that horse. You know what I mean? Yeah. I thought that was fascinating. I don't know. Just I, I that just came to my mind when you were saying. Well, that. you know, there's something to be said for what Kansas is having to endure. Yeah, and I was going to go to that uh, uh, of the next topic of like these teams coming out of the Big Twelve. Their records may not be fantastic, but how much are they going to benefit from that? Yeah, I mean, with with them. Every game is a is is a challenge, and they're tested, mm-hmm. and they know they can win those kind of games. Where Houston might not think that, and and I don't know. Sometimes I think players probably not, probably it's coaches more than players are sitting around thinking, "Golly, is this competition we're playing? Is it going to hurt us when we get to the tournament?" Yeah. That's probably more a coach that worries about that than the players. I think the players just go to practice every day, go play the games. They don't worry about that kind of stuff. I agree. I don't think the players are giving it any thought at all, but I definitely think as a coach, you've got to be sitting there thinking that. And it's, it's just interesting. I don't know. I just, I, I didn't think that would happen in horse racing like that, you know, but if it happens there, it can happen anywhere. Athletes are athletes and they, they know when they get out on the court, if they're facing a competition that's better or it's like, 
worse than what they've been facing. No, you know? it would be very interesting because next year Houston is in the Big 12. Right. It'll be fascinating to see how they do in that conference next year. Mm-hmm. I think they'll do fine. Mm-hmm. I do. I don't think they are going to drop. They may not win it, but I bet you they're still pretty good. I bet they're good. Yeah. I I, I don't think I would be worried about it too much if I was a Houston fan. Let's put it no. that way. No. All right. You're going Houston. I'm going UCLA. I'm going to take mm-hmm. this one off, and then I have found the updated NBA. We'll go. Okay. Then I want to go back to something. So hurry. This won't take long. What? You know, do you have more college basketball or? Yeah, I just wanted to throw out some stuff that aggravates me, and I know it does you, and I know it does Samage. Yeah, I brought it up on the Daily Show yesterday or Sunday or sometime. Yeah, well, go go do it now then before we okay. go to the NBA. I did extensive research. Right now. 92 Division I teams have won 20 games or more. 92. Okay. 51 of them are from minor conferences. Okay. And I'm I'm, I'm not counting Houston and Memphis, which are actually from conferences that people don't look at very much. But they're big names that are in the tournament every year. So I'm not counting them. If you count them – and teams like, uh, no, I don't know. There's a couple of more. Oh, like the Mountain West schools, San Diego State and, and Nevada and those people. that Oh, Gonzaga, St. Mary's. Those aren't major conferences. I'm not counting them. Right. You're talking about the little, little conferences. like 60 of them yeah. that were from small conferences. And right now, looking at the bracketology from uh, ESPN, not a one of them these minor schools are going to make the tournament unless they win their conference championship. And that is wrong. 22 teams have won more than 24 games, 20, or 24 more games or more, 22 teams. 13 of them are from the small conferences. Right. And, and we talked about this. I got a, I got a novel idea here. Okay. I, I think they need to make a rule that in order for you to be in the tournament, you have to win at least two-thirds of your games. Now, think about that. Isn't that rewarding superiority? The now, I know what the argument is. I know what it is, and I fully understand it. Mm-hmm. Fully. You're going to tell me that Charleston, they're 28 and three. That means 31 times they went out and 28 of those 31, they did what they were supposed to do. And they're not going to get an at-large bid if they get beat. That's not right. That is not right. Do you know right now on the last four out of the tournament, okay, the last four, according to ESPN, that's out of the tournament right now. Oklahoma State is one of the last four. They have played 30 games and lost 14 of them. There's no place for them in that tournament. I don't care who they're playing. Mm -hmm. They didn't succeed 14 out of 30 times. Mm -hmm. Charleston should be in ahead of them. 
they're not Charleston's not even in the next four out. Yeah, that's crazy. This they're is a ranked in, team. This team was ranked. They've been ranked. Mm-hmm. They've won more games than any Division One team in the country. Yeah. And unless they win, and by the way, their conference has four of those 92 teams that have won 20 games. They're not beating chopped liver. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hofstra has 23 wins. UNC Wilmington has 22. Towson State has 20. Okay, they have 28 playing those other teams. So the the other one, Oral Roberts, somebody mentioned it. They're 27 and 4. They've had success in the tournament before. They made a run to the final eight a few years ago. Yeah. They're not going to get in if they don't win their tournament. Now, can't defend them quite as much because their league does not have another team that's won 20 games. So it's a little bit lacking, that league is. One more I want to mention, Florida Atlantic. Nobody even knows this. Yeah. They're 26-3. and And they're in the Sun Belt, not the Sun Belt. They're in Conference USA. North Texas has 23 wins. A little school by the name of UAB, who's caused havoc in this tournament many times, has 22. They're pretty good. Yeah. So my question is this. What's the difference between Gonzaga's leagues that are going to get two in and these other leagues that are not? Yeah. I think – we've really started to lean more towards analytics as far as quad one wins and stuff like that. But aren't we taking the fun out of the tournament? Yes. And I think that's where I was going next with that. We, we, we really, it's just, it's just not good because we, we, the, the point of the tournament, or I mean, maybe not the point, but the, the charm of the tournament, that's the word. It's the little schools. It's Cinderella. It's it's you know Loyola Chicago making the Final Four and and the Peacocks and you know that's. Yeah. that's do you want to see eighteen and twelve Michigan? You know that's just one example. I'm not saying specifics here. Or, or do you want to see you know College of Charleston try to make exactly. a run at this thing? You know, yeah. and I mean, definitely lean more towards the power schools right now. You know, and then I've heard people like, well, they're not going to win the tournament. Were you going to tell me a 16 and 14 Oklahoma State's going to win the tournament? That's just it. You know, they're not. And the the reality of it is there's very, there's a very select few that really have a legitimate chance to win the tournament. Well, sure. That's really, I don't really, I don't like that at all. You know, I feel sorry. I don't know why this next tier of conferences, the ones that are, why they don't have a national championship. Well, I mean, I, I do know why it's money. I don't but, think that's realistic. Well, you okay? You take these teams that are killing themselves, you know, night in and night out. Unless they win their conference championship tournament, they're not going to the big dance. Mm-hmm. What are they? You know, I feel bad for. How would you like to be Florida Atlantic? I guarantee you they've never come close to winning 26 games. Yeah. Knowing that they're going to have to go beat North Texas, 
UAB. I think Old Dominion's in that league. They've almost won 20. I think they have 19. Yeah. To get in the tournament. I mean, that's that's life. That's what it's that's what it's about. But it's 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 man. Yeah, I I feel sorry for him. The Missouri Valley's got five teams that have won over twenty games. Yeah, and Mountain West five. Mm -hmm. But the Mountain West is going to get two or three in there. Is the Valley a one one uh, team? Yeah, just one. Yeah. Yeah, just one. Here's another thing, real quick. Looking at these seedings, the SEC has six teams that have won over 20 games. Six. Okay. The second place team in the league is Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is a league that has six teams that have won 20 games. Including Texas A&M, which is one twenty-two or three, mm-hmm. they're the second-place team in the league, but they get an eight seed. Well, yeah, as of now, yes. There's like three teams in the SEC seated ahead of them, mm-hmm. and Arkansas and Missouri are seated eight, also. Mm-hmm. And Missouri's too low, as far as I'm concerned. How are they getting an eight? That doesn't make any sense. So their second best team in a league that could be argued to be as good a league as any, and they're second, and they get an eight seed, makes no sense to me. And again, it's all about that schedule, you know. But but they're playing the SEC schools and beating them. I know, I know, and I've watched AM a little bit recently too. They look like a team that's really coming on. Maybe that they take that into account. Maybe they have a little bit of a run in the conference room and they get up there. Yeah. But the eight seed is that, that. Listen, if you want to get down to this Houston thing, if Houston and Texas A&M is a second round matchup, that is a scary game for Houston. You better believe it is. Yeah, that's the type of team that's scary. Yeah. Yeah. Another. Uh, go ahead. Thoughts on the Atlantic Ten? Yes. Um. I think it's a sneaky good league. They just don't have the names that you need. I don't think they're going to get but one team in, and I think they deserve two. Uh, Virginia Commonwealth is the team in first right now, but they're going to have to get through. They they have three teams with 20 wins. Uh, Virginia Commonwealth, Duquesne, and I think Fordham, those are not – those are teams that didn't play anybody. In the non-conference, the other glamour team is Dayton. Uh, out of that league, it's a good, solid league. Probably deserves more than one. They're not going to get it though. Yeah, it's not. Uh, um, Kevin thinks A10 trash is bet, uh, Dayton best bet at advancing. Uh, it's not as good as it has been. What happened to the Billikens? I thought they were up there. They're not. They are. Up. They have a chance to win it. They haven't won twenty games. They've kind of faded a little bit. Uh, yeah. They're nineteen and eleven, I think. Yeah. They've got a chance to win the tournament. Uh, yeah. Here's another thing. I keep hearing these guys saying they're trashing the ACC. Well, this this listen, hold on before we go. This happened last year. We we heard how bad the ACC was last year. I don't they, get it. They comprised two of the four teams in the Final Four. They're they were in the national championship. Why why are we doing this again to the ACC? They have it, when you look at their records of their teams. It's the same as it is every year. Yeah, I mean, it's the I, same. 
they're trashing it because Duke and North Carolina aren't very aren't as good as they have been. But they went to the Final Four last year, and everybody was saying North Carolina wasn't any good. Remember, right. North Carolina won like twenty some games, and everybody's like, I don't know, they might miss the tournament. Yes, they're saying they're not in the tournament right now. Yeah, they're they're nineteen and eleven. There's no way you're leaving North Carolina out of this tournament. They're gonna make the tournament. Give me a break. Okay, the the ACC, the ACC and the SEC have six schools with twenty wins. They're the only two conferences that do. Mm-hmm. And now, wait a minute, Dennis. You say the ACC is bad because Louisville's bad. <laughs> well, listen though, everybody said the ACC was bad last year. Yeah. So. And it, it I think it's because Coach K is not there anymore. He was there last year, though, and they said it was bad. That's so it's true. not that. It's I don't know what. You're right. You're right. You're right. It's not Coach K's gone. You're they right. Got, that conference, they trashed that conference. They did. Yeah. Duke is a seven seed, and they're playing really well right now. How would you like to play them if you're a two seed? That'd be fun, wouldn't it? Exactly, and they'll, they will, they've got a shot to beat you. They do. They do the same thing. You got these like what was North Carolina like a nine or a ten last year, and what was in the national? Oh, yeah, way down there. Yeah, yeah. they're nineteen and eleven. They're going to get in anyway. Uh, and the other one that pisses me off, the Big Ten. Yeah, and it, this is so overrated. They only have four teams with twenty wins. Yeah, four. Yeah, out of fourteen teams. Okay. There's 14 teams in the Big Ten. Four of them have over 20 wins. Yeah. It, the, three of them are 20 and 10. And I no. watched Maryland last night. They're not they're any. Terrible. Yeah. Indiana is a four seed. They and they're 20 and 10. I'm going to tell you right now, Indiana sucks. They are not any good. No. Purdue is a one seed. No way. No way. Look, Listen to this. Michigan State, seven seed, 18 and 11. Is their record? Iowa. Where have they got them now? Oh, where are they? They're like a they're like a six or a seven. They're not even good. Illinois, nineteen and ten. Rutgers, eighteen and eleven. The Big Twelve. Iowa State is a six seed at seventeen and twelve. They're playing awful right now. Surely they're going to drop them. Mm-hmm. So I think they've got this thing as screwed up as they've always, as it's ever been. So, okay, let's talk about Indiana for a minute because Kevin B said we're on the same page until he likes Indiana. Well, I might like them better than anything else that's in there. I don't. Well, <laughs> take, there's no need to take. They have Wisconsin in the tournament. Here's the deal. If you think Indiana is the best team in the Big Ten, I might be able to get there, but I don't. That's think what I meant. I think that's what he means. Okay, okay. If you meant you think Indiana is the team you want out of the Big Ten specifically, yeah. I, okay, if I may, I may have misunderstood. Yeah, maybe, but I still don't think they're any good. Is my point? No. They have Wisconsin last four in. They're sixteen and twelve. They are trash. They're in the tournament. They suck. I've watched them play. They're not. If they win another game or two, they're in. And if Charleston gets beat, they're out. That is not right. 
Wisconsin is the most inconsistent. Yes. I, 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 they, there's no way they should be in. I think if if Michigan beats Illinois tonight, and I think they're going to, they're playing as well as anybody in the Big Ten right now. Michigan is doing what they did last yeah. year. Yeah. Oh, I was so mad last year when they made that tournament, and then they ended up going to the final eight, I think. I think Michigan has talent and is poorly coached. They just, kind of, on they just kind of screw around, and when yeah. they – when they have to turn it on, they do. So they match up pretty well with teams. They, they do. They have talent. So the bottom line is this tournament is going to be impossible. All right. Final question, though. Yes. And this is the important one. Okay. Can my Vermont Catamounts win the American East and make a run in the tournament? I think so. Do you think they're going to win the East? The oh, make a run in the tournament? No. Now, there's a team in the America East that nobody knows has won 24 games. I know who they are, UMass Lowell That's Riverhawks. Right. But Vermont rolled them. I think Vermont's the class of that league. Vermont plays a pretty tough schedule, Yeah, uh, non-conference schedule. So, But they're not, they're not making a run in the big tournament. They can upset somebody in the first round. Okay. I don't know. I've not. i got to be honest. I haven't seen them much. This is a town that Papa Dude needs to go to. Burlington. Yeah. Great town. Totally agree. Love Vermont. Love the, love the University of Vermont. Well, they're really good every year. Um, so there's going to be one of the, one of these teams that gets through and wins their conference tournament is going to win. They're going to beat somebody. Mm-hmm. Another team I like is UNC Asheville. I don't know what league they're in. Southern, I think. There's so many of them, I get them confused. Yeah. Uh, but anyway – there's a lot of really good teams in those lesser conferences this year that are playing for their lives in the conference championship tournament. So, well, so it goes it, life. You know, the, best way to, the best way to get around it, win the tournament. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> life in the, uh, life in the minor leagues, I guess is what you call. You just but, win the tournament. Then you don't have to worry about well, it. That's true. You know, you can lose a game anytime in basketball. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm very aware of that for sure. Yeah. All I, right. Um, I think Charleston should be a lock to get in. I will be mad if Charleston doesn't get in. Yeah, they should be in. All right. Back to this now to the NBA. All right. We're going to go quick because I don't it care. It won't uh, take long. <laughs> I, I, I'll be real honest with you. I couldn't care less about the NBA. I just don't. I, just, I don't like it. Um, I have trouble too. Well, I don't have trouble. I just don't like it. I don't like to follow it very well. It's boring to me. You know what I don't like about it? You never know who's going to play when I you're playing that. these games. Yes. And I don't like that. Sometimes players are listed out and they play, and sometimes they're listed that they're going to play and they're out. Trying to pick these games is impossible. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. No. That being said, who do you want to bet today to win the NBA championship? Well, I'm not going to bet Boston. No. I think the Bucks are the best team in the East. And you got 440 on him. You can get 500 there at that one. We don't know about Phoenix yet because Durant's not playing with them yet. Right? He did play last night. Well, he, did, he did play last night. They look great. They're my pick out of the West because I don't think – when you look at the West, the Nuggets are really playing great. 
But do you really want to hang your hat on the Nuggets? I don't. Golden State's too injured. Memphis, not good enough. So we're picking to win it all, right? Correct. I'm going Phoenix. All right, we'll go Phoenix. Is that who you like? On that one. Yep. Okay. We'll split it. $2 bet on Phoenix. Can't believe the Clippers are plus 1100 See, and here's the deal. Car Ramrod's right. Every year, four to six teams that have a shot. And not only do the other ones have not have a shot, they're usually, it's like not even close. No. So if you're a fan of those other teams, it sucks. Where's the Knicks on here? The Knicks. Golly. Below the Lakers? Where do I? I got to find. Here it is. Knicks. They are 55 to 1 on FanDuel, 30 to 1 and 22 to 1 in other places. No, that's the that's the Lakers. Where's the Knicks? Oh, the Knicks, 100, 110 to 1. You know what? They're playing pretty good right now. They're not going to win it though. Okay. You're, throwing, you're throwing your money away. But you know, if you look at their record, it's pretty good. The other yeah. team is playing great, Sacramento. Sacramento, they are 100 to 1. And deservedly so. <laughs> they're great, so. They are, but they're not. They just don't have the makeup to get through it. Oklahoma City, 500 to 1. Yeah. The first thing you got to do is you got to make the playoffs. So. <laughs> True. They're probably 500 to 1 to make the playoffs. The other team that's kind of interesting at 13 to 1 is Philly. I guess. Yeah, I, I don't think they're good enough either, but. Yeah. 13 to 1. They ought to be ahead of the Clippers. Probably. I think the Clippers, you know, these odds reflect trades and what people are talking. So maybe that's a lot of it. But yeah. Yeah. I think you got to take Phoenix because what he's going to give them is what they need. They need that superstar day in or night in and night out to go along with a really good team anyway. If they can stay healthy, that's the key. Right there, Kevin just said it. The Sacramento Kings are a pretty good team. We talk about them a lot on the Daily yeah. Show. They're a good team. We talk about them. We pick them sometimes. Yeah, they're a hundred to one. Yeah, which shows it's, you the disparity. No. There is, there is. It's, it's just a dumb league. It is. Yeah. yeah, they've got a really good record. They're like ten games over five hundred. They're like the third best team in the West, and they're a hundred one. Dennis says, what pisses me off more, small conference teams not getting NCAA tournament or NBA championship talk? Definitely NBA championship talk. Definitely. I don't care. I mean, the small teams, like, I want to see them in. I do. But I also understand what they're looking at. And I understand that I can't do anything about how they determine it. Yeah, I know. That is what it is. I'm not – I want – like, I like to watch College of Charleston in Vermont and the Billikens and, you know, but – is there any way you can justify it? It's reality. A Wisconsin. No, I, I just said I hate Wisconsin. I hate them. I the, absolutely loathe everything about Wisconsin basketball. But they're in the tournament. I and I know, and I, I'm not excited about that. But Oklahoma State is 16 and 14. First four out. Yeah. They're trash. They've lost like eight in a row. Yeah, I hate them. Yeah. How about this one? Okay. Here we go. I don't get it. Clemson. It's not in the tournament. Yeah. 
They're 21 and nine. Yeah, I would think Clemson's a better team than those two. Yeah. How can they not be? (laughs) Car Epsilon says, I don't think Travis Ford's mom likes watching the Bills. No, he does. Yeah, old Trav up there in St. Louis is, he's kind of like he was at Oklahoma State. Honestly, the Billikens and Missouri State are kind of one and the same. They are. They you know, cannot ever get over the hump. Missouri State is the same every year. Yeah. So, it's the same. And so are the Billikens. They're the same. Yeah. And they're wanting to fire the coach at Missouri right. State. And he's yeah. he's doing the same thing. Every coach has done at Missouri State for the last 25 years. They can't win a big game. Yeah. Some of them may be two or three games better than what he's done. Mm-hmm. So, uh-oh. Right. Right. That's what makes the tournament fun. Like, you could see Charleston beat somebody if they get in there. Or in football, you're, you're not going to see That's right. Them, you know? That's right. So, yeah, he's right. As always, the doctor is in the house, and he's right. All right. Speaking of that, Magic Mike show is coming up in 17 minutes. We got to get out of here then. Which means we got to get out of here. Uh, but... You have any closing thoughts before? No, I'm going to. I think we're going to watch the team play that uh, the girl got hit in the nose. Okay, that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I, God, I wish I'd have seen that. I, I I just wish I'd have seen that. So if you missed the Daily Show, I'll I'll end with my story one more time. And most of you probably saw it. So we're at a girls' basketball game Tuesday night. And I saw something I never thought I would see ever in my life. A girl, and this is not a full court press. It's not anything. A girl has the ball. They're in the half court. She kind of dribbles over to a corner. She picks the ball up. The She's not any good. What? She's not any good. The player, she's not very good. It doesn't matter. I know, but. It doesn't matter if this is the elite. Does. This is the craziest thing I've ever seen. The girl picks the ball up. The defender does what every defender in basketball does. She's in her face. Moves up to guard the ball. She can't move. You're in her face. Going to make it tougher to make a pass. The girl takes the ball, puts it over her head like she's going to throw, you know, an overhead pass. Looks the other, the defender right in the face and throws it right on her face. And hit her smack. Knocks her down. She goes flying. The girl gets kicked out immediately. Literally threw the basketball right at her face. And that ball bounced 20 feet. Nuts. I mean, it was, I've never, ever, ever purposely seen that done ever. No, he's not exaggerating either. I saw the tape of it. And it's, and because he's got it. And it, (laughs) it was a direct hit. And, and, and really the thing about it is, the girl, I can't believe her nose wasn't broken. She did her nose didn't bleed. She's playing tonight. She's totally fine. Yeah, it's unbelievable how we need to clone her nose. I mean, it's it's incredible. Uh, it you know, she was bad. <laughs> it's okay. Well, usually when you're I tell a story, you go, "Well, she's no good." And it's like, the, what's the well, usually when you're a bad player on a bad team, you don't give a shit enough to throw a ball and hit somebody in the face with it. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe that's what it was. I no, I'm just now, saying. Now, get usually this. you don't care enough to do that. I get this. So, okay. I, I, like I told people, one of my cousins is is the assistant coach, and one of them plays on the team. 
So they had the day off from school yesterday. I'm not going to tell you why. I'm not going to get in that story. Don't tell them why. Anyway, so they came it's over to the house. Story. It's a good story. And they, I'll tell at the end. And then, so they came over to the house, and we were we were watching uh, some some highlights of, of the game, right? The girl did it again, and nobody saw it. Oh, really? Or realized it. What do you mean she did it again? He threw it, okay, in the first quarter of the game. Oh, she did it before she got caught. In the first quarter of the game. Because uh-huh. I told you on the show, another girl had a bloody nose, and I thought yeah. she got elbowed, right? Yeah. No, this girl threw the ball at her. So what <laughs> happened? So this was like a full court press, right? Or it was maybe just a one-on-one, just pick, a, pick up your, 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 your girl at a full court, right? So she's guarding her. And it's like it, it looks like she's trying to pass to a to a person over here that's in between, or the and the the Castle defenders in between. So it kind of looks like she's throwing it, but you you look at it back. She looked her right in the eyes and threw it right. Threw it at her that time too. And I think the way the ref was standing, she thought she was trying to pass it. And she was control, but no, she threw it right at her face and got away with it. Yeah. And 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 uh, be your cousin, my niece. She mangled her on. She had a hard foul on her once too, didn't she? She had a hard foul on her and stepped like stepped over her, like she was right. going to kick her. And she said that she did kind of kick her in the stomach. Well, I can't imagine this being a one-time thing. Like a, only this is the only game she's ever done this in. It's hard for me to believe. So how much of this falls maybe on the coach for allowing this girl maybe to get away with stuff? like? I mean, I'm not – I don't know. She, this may have been the first time she ever did it. I don't know. I, I, see, and I'm not even interested in the backstory. I just want to know, has anybody ever actually seen this happen? Is this, has it I, ever I, happened? I've not. Never. No. You've been in a million basketball oh. games, and that's never happened. I've been in a million basketball practices. I've never, I've Let never, seen it. I've never seen it on the freaking playground. I've seen guys get mad at each other in yeah. practice and shove each other. Yeah, get in each other's face, but I've never seen anyone take a basketball and hit them in the face. Now maybe throw it and hit them in the chest. You know, but yes. never in the face because that's kind of a no-no. That hurts. I've seen it where the guy kind of forces you out of bounds and the other guy's kind of pissed and he just throws his heart up a, like a leg. Yeah, yes. Oh, I've gotten in the middle of a bunch of them. Yeah, but never just in practice. intentional as can be. And not only that, not just like tossed it in her face, threw it as hard as she could. Oh, yeah. Just a direct hit from two feet away. Not even that. A foot, probably. Yeah, and that's like I was I was trying to explain it. It's like, well, dude, I've seen people get hit with the basketball in the face. It's like, yeah, no, me too, but come on. I mean, not, not on purpose. No, no. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> that was unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. And it's girls. I know. And they're neither team's any good. And it's un- unreal. It's crazy. I would just wonder if she was a senior or not. Uh, yeah, I think she was. Uh, Doc says, I've seen in a tennis match where my opponent tried to nail me purposely with a tennis ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Doc, you didn't beat nobody's ass. Come on. <laughs> Don't be lying. 
Okay. I don't think I've ever seen one throw a football at someone right in the face. No. No. So now probably a hockey player has hit a person in the face with a stick. Yes. Yes, for sure. Yeah, I've seen different, that. Yeah. A whole different dimension there. But yeah. yeah. All right. It's time. The dog says we gotta go. we're late. We got to do it. So that's right. All right, guys, we're going to get off here. Magic Mike show coming up nine minutes away. Going to cover uh, Gulfstream Park late pick five. So I'm sure that'll get a big crowd. You don't want to miss that one. It's going to be fun. Um, yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a big weekend. We got a lot going on. Uh, so Magic Mike coming up in nine minutes, and we we'll back dudes who bet daily tomorrow. All right, guys, thanks everyone for watching. We'll see you see next you week. Guys, this is dudes who bet sports. Dudes who bet sports, it's your favorite show. Dudes who bet sports, where degenerates go. Dudes who bet sports, time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, the Associated Press is full of shit.